0: So, recollection is taking up a, a theme, bearing it in mind, getting to the meaning of it, how it affects, effects it generates, and listening into that, holding that, bearing that in mind. So, one of these uh, five subjects uh, for frequent re- recollection is one of the um, recommended topics for that you can recollect the triple gem there's one topic one can recollect one's uh, virtues sila, another topic so it means you pick the you know, the theme the thought, and what's the meaning of this, what's the point in this, what's the what happens to the chitta with this so some of these uh, gladden point aim uh or sober, you know, steady or give a sense of immediacy. They are they all help to uh focus this chitta, this mind, which is really so boundless and can go in more or less any any direction. Um, now the obviously sometimes just tangling itself up, uh, like a uh, yeah. Chitta is rather like a spider that draws a silken thread out of its own body to create a web, and then it runs around on on that web. Mm. And so, it's, chitta generates mind stuff. And a lot of this goes into goes out when it gets really tangled. It it's, becomes. Uh, so kind of o- overwhelming and then the citta just goes abstract it's somewhere else you know, it produces uh, thoughts, impressions that really have no no ground and the more we lose ground the more the citta feels unsteady and in its confusion generates more thoughts and ideas in order to give it something to to stand on, but of course Thoughts you can't really. It's so uh, ungrounded. Mm-hmm. So we go from thought to the mood, the emotion, if you like, or the felt meaning of that emotion. Looking in a very broad, in a very broad sense of that, and then from that into embodiment to the body. How is how is that how is the mind being affected? calm, steadied, uh, straightened, soothed, grounded. Mm -hmm. And mindfulness of or or recollection of death, aging, sickness, death, karma. How is the mind being affected? One of the aims of it is to bring around a sense of immediacy, like, uh, let, let's get to the point. Um, let's not be doodling in the margins of life. <laughs> let's get to the, to the point, uh, and and a very poignant point. Anyway, this was the point a lot that the Buddha went forth for you know so that then their aim was beset by birth aging and death and by birth aging the aging and death of all those around me what's the what's the point hmm. so this is a sense of urgency and immediacy now when we recollect these Uh, uh, aging sickness, death um, as inevitable Mm. it brings us very much into what's really important now since one isn't dead yet what can you, you know, what, what's worth storing, what's worth planning, what's worth uh, uh, considering, when at any moment, the idea of it is that you should generate as if every breath is your last. Every inhalation, every inhalation is the, is the last. Every time you lift your foot to walk, that may be the last. It may be a sudden stroke or something, and that's the last one. So, there's a very heightened attentiveness to the present in that. Mm -hmm. So, this certainly amplifies attentiveness, heedfulness. Mm. If you you know extend that uh or work with that, just imagine what it'd be like if you uh you know came in out of the out of the rain or snow and sat down wouldn't sitting down itself be just something so special? you've been walking for ten miles in the rain and snow you know sit oh you know, just so great. <laughs> you just come out of a smoke-filled room and you've finally got some clean air and oh, breathing in, you know, who could want anything else? You know, that, that sense of heightening one's attentiveness. And it's not so much through a, a kind of a constricting attention, it's just through uh, amplifying the sense of immediacy. So it's not that we're trying to concentrate in that sense, it's just that we are deeply valuing, more deeply valuing the present. So it's a, it's a slight change. You see how, you know, the concentration, just as done through, through holding attention hard, isn't really recommended. Uh, because it doesn't necessarily bring in the qualities of ease and enjoyment. But focusing when we are encouraged to appreciate more fully, there is an enhancement of enjoyment. And the mind is is, appreciative. Appreciative. This is very, this is the important bit, it's in a sense of appreciation that the mind begins to get its focus, you know, so it's different. One's a focus that's done just purely through a sustained act of will, the other is a focus that's done through uh, a, a deepening of heart, into appreciation, into, you know, get this now. There might not be another one. Don't miss the message. Don't miss the point. Certainly, recollecting um, daily, every night, every morning, this may be the last day, Uh, it begins to prune you know the, the the tangles of the future and the options, and clean out the past. What's worth really holding on to now? And this is a great house cleaner. When you see sometimes you just even notice how much stuff one has, how it builds up, <laughs> and it all all requires attention to keep it going, and so we end up kind of being owned by our possessions, rather than the other way around. And you think, oh, you know, uh, how much of this is really uh, necessary if we're on on this raft, this raft of the present moment, the ability to breathe in and out, to be present, how much of this other stuff is necessary, and you start to trim. Because you don't want to have to have your mind Preoccupied with um, stuff you can't take with you. Just what you what you really need to get through the the day or the week or yeah. And so this is always personal choices, um, but it's good at least to apply that question because everything that we we own, which is a bit of a theory actually owning tends to own us tends to occupy our attention so we start to prune and then when we recollect this this physical form is subject to change to sickness to degeneration to to passing away what do you want to do with it yeah. you know it's not really you don't particularly want to adorn it or ornament it or make it, because all that's going to go um, getting you know sort of infatuated with youthful appearance or surf, surface appearances that's, that's not going to go very far. In fact that's going to be a more of a problem uh, as the surfaces lose their attractiveness. so it certainly asks us to go to that which will stay with us to the last moment of our life breathing in breathing out so we have so something like a uh, pruning of, uh, uh, of, of 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 directions, you know. Like, uh, who knows how long we're going on for? So, really value the present. And don't get too invested in the future. Just, you know, it's got to have some attention to that. But don't get too, in, don't keep overvaluing the future uh, and ignoring the present. Uh, it helps to. Clarify our emotional senses, like grudges, regrets, uh, animosity towards others. Well, what does that do? Do do you want to carry that with you? No, just not worth it. Resolve, clear, forgive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look into that. You want to clear that. Regrets about yourself, you want to clear it. Mm -hmm ambitions and senses of, uh, of uh, what we want to be you want to clear that where is the value of your life now you bring forth the value of your life your principles, your values your integrity you want to bring that to the fore that's what you want to take with you and with you or you have any confidence in, in there being an ongoing process after this life, or not, the Buddha said, well, it's up to you, but if there is an ongoing process, if chitta does continue to form and move through into further births, then, you know, certainly by bringing it into a good place, that's going to that's go with you. If it doesn't, still you bring it into a good place now. So, either way, it's going to be for one's benefit. And then we, what is the Focusing one's intention, one's attention on this process of breathing in, breathing out, one's meditation topic, theme. Because this is both uh, immediate uh, steadying, and it's taking advantage of being in this embodied condition at this time to bring that around to one's for one's welfare. And the embodied experience has a sense of grounding, stabilizing. It's emotionally calming. Uh, it sharpens attention in a suitable way. And the, the attention on breathing has to be. Specific quality of a kind of lightness; otherwise, you crush the breath and you get tense or focus. Otherwise, you lose it altogether. Ability to to allow change because the breath is constantly changing, shifting, and attunement to somatic to energies. And it's from this energetic base that the emotional senses arise, and We will recognize how powerful, how poignant, how surging they can be. And you want to get to the very nerve ending of that, of that emotionality, and steady it, calm it, look into it. And this is done through tending to the energy behind emotion, which starts right there in the body. Emotions come from the body. Their energy source comes from the body. They're triggered by perceptions, but that push that we that is so characteristic of emotion comes from the bodily sense. That's what gives it its push and its flooding effect. It may be triggered by a sight or a sound or a memory, yeah. You know, but they alone are just that. It's the way that it catches and lights a little fire somewhere, and zoom and then the flooding occurs, and we want to get to that place and, you know, steady it, look into it, be able to release the triggering this is one of the qualities of mindfulness of breathing it doesn't mean not having any or suppressing, it means getting to the point when they're arising as they... and... uh uh-huh that can be softened, looked into, released. This is, of course, where the recollection on karma. Karma is this impulse, or chetana. It's uh, often translated as intention or volition. Uh, yeah, translations are difficult. Chit is the very movement of the of the chitta that that impulse intention sounds like you it's a deliberate thought which isn't the case most in chaitana is involuntary hmm. it's triggered and there's a rising uh, aiming uh, and then it may of course be triggered by a thought sense so oh I've got to get that done by Tuesday and suddenly that ooh, rises up hmm. it may indeed be triggered by a thought um, it may be triggered by decisive intentionality like a hmm this is the time to get going that's it may be just triggered by seeing something that reminds you of uh, a, a gladdening or a frightening experience and then that chaitanya rises up the emotion so it's got an emotional push to it and uh, the degree t- with that emotional surge is the beginning of what's called karma. Karma essentially begins as a, a, a chitta activity. It originates in chitta, and then it goes into speech or physical action. But the the essence of it is 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 chitta. It's mental, heart, spiritual, however you want to put it. Mm. Like jitter basis. So, <clears throat> and you can notice there's a, there's always some kind of mm, mood tendency accompanying one's awareness. Could be happy, reluctant enjoying, struggling. You know, there's, a whole, there's a kind of a, a, a mood quality that's there. And if the potential of that is lingered upon or builds up, then it's, it's almost like it catches fire. It, it connects. So there's a decisive... Uh, Yeah, and then then the emotion rises. So we feel, often there's an ambiguity about experience, it's just, you know, not pleasant, not so pleasant. It's that, inclining towards, inclining away from, going more deeply into, pulling away from resisting experience, uncertain about it. Uh, That's the kind of wavering of, of the citta. And then perhaps something triggers, I've really had enough of this. Boom. And then the emotion comes up. So this is mental karma. It's almost like it takes a particular shape or pattern and starts moving. And then generates the thoughts. And that's mental karma. Mental action. And though we don't necessarily physically act upon it or speak about it, still you get the results Karma produces results and the results are difficult mind states and maybe projecting, blaming others for one's experience or blaming oneself for one experience or trying to find, a, you know, whatever one's thinking mind does with that, which is all further adornment and embellishment of that experience, of that emotional surge. And I am the heir of that. that means that that shapes and forms me. There I am in my... oh it's me you know, here I am being me, feeling this, feeling that, not wanting this, stuck with this, always here again. There it is. He's born. Karma leads to birth. to rebirth to further birth, to becoming. So really, there isn't some body who's reborn. There's just karma continually generates a being, a sense of being something. And from the Buddha's point of view, that pertains even as the body passes away. The the collective karmic potential continues to generate. Yeah. It's like it, the, the, it jumps off the diving board of one body into Anyway, so, so, but we can witness that in the present, how, you know, where does the past come from? Now. Yeah. In the karmic potential of the jitta, its tendencies, its inclinations to worry or to seek or to resist or to want, that, that karmic potential as that rises, it generates something to want, worry about, fear, hope for, seek. And as that moves, there I am. And with the various thoughts and uh, more clearly configured emotions and scenarios, they've all risen up. So it gives a sense of being a, an ongoing person who always is this way because it's continually being reborn because of this unacknowledged, unrealized, unreleased karmic potentials. So truly I am the owner and the heir of my karma. I am in fact created by my, this karma. Yeah, yeah, and it goes on, doesn't it? Sometimes one is really quite weary of it. Yeah, the the embeddedness of it, but you can you can clear it. It can be checked, cleared. And this is what heightened attentiveness, awareness. Collectedness, samadhi, understanding, this is really what it's about. It's about ending karma, ending, terminating, releasing karmic potential. Mean, yeah, which doesn't mean one doesn't act, it means, in fact, one's not reacting, reenacting old stuff. So there's a change possibility for the chitta to be truly potent in a fresh and intelligent way rather than retracking and regenerating in old patterns that uh, have you know, lessened its potential. And because while we have this possibility because if we don't, you know, use this then for sure it's going to continue, it goes on. Where is the possibility of checking releasing karma? The very direct possibility of that is comes in the embodied mind. Embodying it. So one of the aims of Mindfulness of Breathing, for example, is to build up a very thorough and refined and steady attentiveness, tracking the movements, steadying the the, the body energy, which itself has, a, has an emotional effect. We feel clearer, cleaner, happier, brighter. And then directly, as you get more attuned to that, you can begin to even sense the beginnings of the mind states of the emotional movement and if it's not engaged with if it's not drawn in if we don't get drawn into it it doesn't the potency of that doesn't go down the same track So, it's taking some time to appreciate the fullness of what's occurring in breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, and there are certain um, aspects of that. Say we track sensation mm. as it's changing. Um, this, because sensation is much, it is fairly relatively clear more obvious and if it's not there with the breathing you track sensation in the body and your hands and you can do this to an increasing degree of refinement first of all just the obvious sensation of this you know or the massive sensation which is this body and then perhaps moving through the legs the spine very helpful because it gives you, it, it, then you are tracking the sensations. If they're lined up, indicate whether your body posture is bright, alert, or it's faltering. Or, yeah. and then you can refine your attention to, um, for example, your hands, which have a lot of sensation in them, and they're quite distinctive: the left hand, the right hand the palms, the soft surfaces of the inner hand and the back of the hand, and then each finger. So you can exercise just the specific quality of the index finger or the lead joint of the index finger or the thumb. How do you know the difference? Hands are extremely sensitive. So one heightens one's receptivity, to sensation so you can just it's just like an exercise Uh, and as the um, your attention becomes more attuned and grounded in that there's a calming effect breathing in breathing out becomes more apparent how do you know that's happening into the out breath pressure in the belly Pulling, beginning of the in breath. Mm. Still find a point when you can where you can track sensation appreciatively. Mm. And even more beneficial because it's more enjoyable, the energy, which is a sense of a warming, uh, uh, a swelling, um, a, co- a cooling, the out a diffusing, a brightening, and you start to track energy, you know, body energy, kaya-sankara, the bodily formation, the bodily energy. uh And you find a place where that becomes most apparent. Sometimes it just can be in your your face, your skin, um, because it's not confined to the respiratory tract, even though that's the most, probably the most apparent zone. But uh, with, with attention, you can, with deeper appreciation, you can sense it down in your fingers, your skin, your face, your eyes. Certainly your chest, primarily the abdomen, or a point within the nose or behind the eyes, where there's a repeated warming or cooling or glowing, uh, softening, uh, brightening, uh, sharpening. How does it work for you? How do you sense that? This has quite a... uh, remedial effect on the emotional body because at this particular area energy is exactly where the emotional body arises so if we are there then it doesn't have to run out it's, it's contained and it's, uh, it's spread and it's appreciated and it's calmed Soothed, smoothed. I did yesterday the chance to stand, walk, or just shift around, or just lift off the topic and open, see what seems helpful? And I'll, we'll do one now and one in half an hour's time.